when people come here for conferences, they may not fully understand what's happening in the region. And as much as we can profile that, I think it benefits Halifax as a city and its own growth, but also it supports the companies. And it lets people know that this is a place where if you want to found a company, or if you want to go work in tech, Halifax is the place to do it. Anchored by our maritime history and shaped by the ocean, Halifax, Nova Scotia is a breath of fresh, salty air. Humble, vibrant, and surrounded by natural wonder. It's an ecosystem for innovation and the ultimate backdrop for your event. This is the Discover Halifax podcast, a podcast about the unique and unparalleled local expertise, innovation, and infrastructure of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Welcome to the Discover Halifax podcast. I'm Paul Bailey, your host. Today, we're speaking with Martha Casey, CEO of Volta, all about innovation, entrepreneurship, beating expectations, and technology. Martha, it's great to have you here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. As am I. Uh, you know, Volta is, I'm going to say it's one of the best kept secrets when it comes to the development of thought-provoking innovative groups here in Halifax. When I start digging into some of the various companies that have found their way through your doors over the years, it's nothing short of amazing. It is pretty amazing. It worries me to hear that it's the best kept secret. We don't want it to be a secret. We're an exciting space that really has something for everybody. But when you look at the trajectory of companies that have come through Volta since it opened in 2013, it is quite remarkable. And while I don't know that our organization is, well, I know that we're not fully responsible. It is really about the founders and their incredible success. And we're really just a background support. But it's something I think Halifax is a bit of a best kept secret in this space rather than Volta. I agree with you when you say that. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is to really get these stories out there as it's it's something where I'm blown away every time I have a chance to sit down with folks like you, Martha, to have a conversation and share the stories. Before we jump into those stories specifically, maybe we could talk just a little bit about Volta. When I look at all the different services offered by Volta, whether we're talking about supporting specific groups, whether we're talking about Volta Academy, the the pitches, whether we're talking about things like your lunch and learns, your hackathons, office hours, the collaborative working space, and all the other programs that you have, not to mention all the support for your residences and everything else that happens at Volta. It's just absolutely spectacular. You know, I have a hard time putting my thumb on the one thing that Volta is known for because there's just so many great things happening there. Maybe you can share just a little bit more from the inside out of what you've been seeing and what you have to offer when it comes to Volta. Of course. So Volta really is a community and all of those pieces that you've talked about serve a different group at a different time. So what we're really focusing on is getting people what they need when they need it. So if it's somebody looking for network space, that's great. We have a beautiful space downtown. We have a gorgeous sun deck. We have resources like McGinnis Cooper, Grant Thornton on site, and also founders who've been through it, who are sort of informal mentors there. And people who you bump into in the hallway, we've got a little sort of social area, a little coffee machine where people can get a free cup of coffee, have a chat with the person who shares an office next door. So that's 
very important. But we're also, if you look at sort of the progress of a company, it's so you need founders, you need strong founders, you also need a strong team. We look at how we can build a bit of a community and resources. So people who come through Volta Academy, for example, may not end up being founders, but they have the capacity, they have more of a foundation to be able to participate in a startup space, be an employee, be somebody who could act as a co-founder or an advisor. So it's building out more strength and honestly socializing the idea of this as a viable way to build your career. And the reality is in Nova Scotia, small and medium-sized businesses and growing those businesses into big businesses like you see Dash Hudson, you see Proposify, that's really the future of our economy. It's not like RBC is going to pick up and move its head office from Toronto. But what we're seeing in these companies now, they're great jobs, really cool. They're poaching people from companies that have long-standing traditions here in Atlanta, Canada, you know, well-paid benefits, exciting clients, exciting customers. So we're starting to see a transformation, but it's building out more of, I, I keep thinking back to when you said best kept secret, it shouldn't be a secret. This really is an important part of our future. And what are the types of companies that you see come through Volta's doors? So we talk about companies being tech-enabled. So there's a variety. It's sort of sector agnostic, although we are seeing a growth in health tech companies from across Atlantic Canada. And it's not limited to companies based in Nova Scotia. People can relocate. We also have virtual services. So programs like our LEAP program are available to anybody across Atlantic Canada, and anybody's welcome to apply. It's Different stages. So we are seeing most of them are pre-seed. So most of them haven't had any significant funding and some go through raises when they're at Volta. So they stay, build their companies. We have resources that support how to go through a, a fundraising round. So We've got, you know, tech security. We've got, as you were chatting about, Mubdu and Bloxo. So that's sports and lifestyle. Health tech, of course. We do have some clean tech. Ag tech is a growing area. Milk movement and Soma that just recently moved from Fredericton. So there's a number of different sectors. But what's really important is the peer-to-peer piece. And that's, it's difficult to quite put your finger on why that's so valuable, but it's people who've been through it. It doesn't matter if you're working in exactly the same space. You know what it's like when you've got to hire people. You don't know if the funding is around the corner. You don't know whether you should be raising around, whether, you know, what kind of investors you should be having conversations with, what kind of developers to hire. Does somebody have resources in terms of potential employees? All of that comes we have programming that can support some of that but that that density and the collisions that happen in the space are a critical part of it well and you know you speak of collisions and i think what's really interesting here is the overall ecosystem that exists for supporting these groups within nova scotia i, I certainly put volta right in the middle of that ecosystem and i don't think any local would argue that at all Maybe you can talk just a little bit about the broader ecosystem that exists in terms of supporting these groups here in Halifax and and beyond. Absolutely. So it really is, there's a provincial piece to it and an Atlantic Canadian piece. So across Nova Scotia, there's organizations like Navigate in Cape Breton, there's Ignite that has an office in Yarmouth and also Stellarton that really support entrepreneurs in those areas. And then in Halifax, of course, InnovaCorp, I know you mentioned them earlier, there's BioNova that supports the health, health innovation. There's also the 
universities and NSCC that have a tremendous impact on the talent and the innovation that's happening. So the R&D piece, which is you have to have all of these pieces working together for this to actually function. Nothing can happen in isolation. We also do some work with youth through a program called Hoist, which familiarizes kids sort of junior high, high school age with the opportunities that come with tech. So, you know, we can get some pizza and soda and bring somebody in to show them how to build a game. So we have computers that have been donated by Microsoft and we have facilitators come in and it's pretty cool. So when I was a kid, I never would have thought that, you know, in eight hours, I'd be able to build a video game or a computer game. And so it it shows kind of the art of the possible. So that's exciting for us. Well, and speaking of art of the possible, I'd like to take a moment to certainly make a note of your boost program. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that because we talk about what's possible and we look future forward and we look at various groups that either have been undersupported or not considered. And, And I think you've really hit the nail on the head when it comes to boost. Thanks so much. So that really is a partnership with BBI and Oluweg. And what we've tried to do is take direction from our partners in engaging underrepresented communities and understanding what programs would best support participants from each of the communities. And we're concluding this week. It's the final of the first session of Boost, and we have a party scheduled in two weeks on our sun deck. But it's been very, it's been very positive. So we've worked with our partners to get the facilitators to, and we've been flexible as we go through the program, adapting to what supports that they need. But at the conclusion of the program, there is a space, a dedicated space at Volta for participants to come and use, and that space is used quite consistently. We've also partnered with one of the facilitators, Alfred Bergeson, who has recently launched a company called Tribe, and that's really a network. It's it's a national platform for underrepresented founders and people working in this space. So what we've found is we haven't done enough as a tech community to engage and listen to and support founders from underrepresented groups. I'm proud to say we have 43% women founders, but I think we can do more to support the specific needs, understand if there's places where they're not, if certain stages have don't have as much representation. So if later stage companies, there aren't as many women, we need to understand why and support that. I think we're just getting our feet under us with the Boost program. It's been a big success. I'm incredibly grateful for the partnerships that we have. And I've noticed a real shift in the just in the atmosphere at Volta. We love seeing the same faces that we've seen for years. That's an important foundation, but we've seen a whole lot of new faces and that's changed, I think made a big change for the better. I, I love so much of, of what was just said there. It, it As a father with two daughters and both having already, you can tell, a real eye toward doing their own thing and science and tech and engineering, having a place like Volta for them to go and having different programs and supports in place that you're building, I think that's absolutely huge. There's no question associated with this. This is just me as a dad kind of geeking out here a little bit, thinking about what's possible. So I want to thank you for that. It's really with partners, nothing that we do. We don't do anything in isolation. So the supports that we try to offer to our community come through work with either the high schools or the post-secondaries to engage youth. 
organizations like BioNova to support health tech, the hospital to support health. So we have all kinds of partners, and that's where we really draw on the expertise, and that's that's a big part of our success. I think another big part of your success, and, I, and I've been in Volta a few times, is actually the physical space itself. The way that that space is laid out, the way that it has been designed to allow for those collisions, as, as you called it earlier. Podcasts are a bit challenging in, in so far as people don't get to see the space. But maybe you could talk just a little bit about it, because I think that's truly something special about Volta. So for people who aren't familiar with Volta, on the ground floor of Maritime Center, we have quite a large network and event space. And people can come use conference rooms, participate in our lunch and learns. We have evening events. So that really is the community piece of it. The building is, for those of you who live in Halifax may know, the building is undergoing, is at the tail end of a massive reno. We're grateful that it is the tail end, but it looks pretty spectacular. So the space is going to see more updates, get a little bit more light and have more integration between startups and the community. So we are currently spread across the first three floors, the coffee space downstairs where people can come grab a cup of coffee. That really brings the community together. So there's a network space on the ground floor. And then on the next two floors, there are companies that are at different stages. So startups can come take either desks or offices. Those startups participate in programs to help ensure that they're getting the right supports they need to achieve the goals that they set out with advisors at the outset. We also have some corporate residents, which is fantastic. And that, so there's a Halifax Innovation District and also the province of Nova Scotia Innovation Outpost. And those organizations are really looking to help early adoption and pilots for our local startups to ensure that they're able to get in the market, not just around the world, which all of those startups are, but also have some customers right here at home. And maybe we can talk a little bit about some of those corporate residents that exist in Volta to assist with those that are there. You mentioned not only the province and uh, the Halifax Innovation District, but I, I recall you mentioning a few other groups as well that are there, which which I suppose your residents can call on and gain expertise as well. Absolutely. So our corporate partners, whether they have a physical space or not, often deliver critical programming or access to programming or resources. So for example, Grant Thornton, BDO, and MNP all offer resources to startups in terms of runway management, preparing data rooms if they're looking to raise around, ensuring uh, just basic financial prudence, which is um, critical. Often we see through our cohort program, people get an early investment and, and it feels very exciting and then the investment can get spent very quickly. So this is a piece that we've built into our program that provides education on that. And that's very important. McGinnis Cooper has been a longtime supporter of Volta, and they have the access to office hours with the lawyers from McGinnis Cooper has been invaluable to many of the companies and also to us at Volta. Labarge Weinstein out of Toronto, they offer advice on IP. What we're very deliberate about is when we build these partnerships, it's not saying here's our one partner in X area and that's where we're going to put you. It's giving our startups an option and socializing these services to them and showing them why they're important. But it's not sort of a quid pro quo. It's Mm -hmm. this is something really important. These are some 
people who really know what they're talking about, have a conversation with them if you want. And it's, it's often very favorable. Having that access, I think, is, is what really defines the space. Access to the peers, access to the mentors, access to the expertise that comes with being a resident of Volta. And, and, and I, I know that that's not necessarily unique, but the way that it comes together here in Nova Scotia, I think, is. On a few prior episodes, whether it's Jim Hanlon, the founding CEO of Cove, whether it's Scott Moffat at Bionova, we all seem to circle around this concept that everyone here is willing to help. Call it coopetition, call it cooperation. I, th- I think it's probably somewhere in between those two. But it's something that defines the Nova Scotian ecosystem a little bit more across multiple sectors. What's your take on that? So I think that's very true. And the reason for that is if you step back, if any of us step back and think about why we're doing what we're doing, it's not about the success of Volta or Bionova or Cove. It's about the success of the founders. So if a company grows or a company has has big win, whatever it is in whatever sector, that's their win. We can sit back and say, well, we're really proud to have watched this, but they're the ones taking the risk. We just want to make sure we're listening and providing the best support. And if that's through something that Scott's doing at Bionova, that's terrific. Or Cove, it's amazing what they're doing there. Often we partner on programs. So each of our members or residents can access whatever program we're delivering. So we're not duplicating. And it also builds out a broader network for the community. And I think the the competition piece, I think it elevates all of us, but it's not, it really is to, when we, when we break it down, it is about how we can attract more companies here and build their success and identify what supports they need. And now we can access talent, mentorship, guidance from around the world. And we found that we can do that. And I've relied on advice from partners on who we should get and how we should use them. So that piece really serves the founders in the best way. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the story of Nova Scotia right there. There's the ingenuity when it comes to going out and finding the right people, which is something where I, I think you know, this is maybe banging our own drum a little bit, but we know it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, hey, can you come and help? Absolutely. And I think that having worked with some of the groups that have been fortunate enough to come through Volta over the years, I found that there's that common element within them as well. There's amazing stories, groups that, uh, you know, where their founders are coming out of South America, they end up in Halifax, groups where they've, they've come from overseas and they land in, in Volta as well. I, I just think there's something there where everyone who crosses through your threshold is like, I need help, but I also know that you're going to go out and find me the best possible people to support what I'm trying to do. That's absolutely true. And it's something we're focusing on more and more every day, making sure that we're not requiring people to sort of get educated in an area where they're not. So we're stepping away from sort of the prescriptive programming and focusing on you need help with X today. Here's the best person who can deliver X to you. I had a conversation with somebody this morning, and once we identified what help they needed, we even went so far as to think about how the personality was going to work. So we're very fortunate now to have access to a broader group of 
supports. But I also, I just want to go back to uh, to something you said just a second ago about the people coming, founders from South America or people coming from all over the world and crossing into Volta. So it's pretty exciting. And I don't know that the people are aware of this, but among our founders and co-founders and sort of executive team at the companies, we have 12 countries represented. And those are people who have chosen to stay in Nova Scotia. And that's it's, I like to think Volta is a small part of it, but that's because of how the community has wrapped around the supports that our province has given these founders to stay and grow and thrive. So it's an exciting spot to be. And, and also that diversity of perspective is very helpful in that global perspective as companies are building and growing. The, the fact that Nova Scotia's perspective and those that live here and, and do things like what you do at Volta is not just coming from a single place. It's got a global basis to build from. Everyone has a different perspective and that's celebrated. Everyone's brought into the room and, and it's something that's truly multidimensional and multicultural. It's not something where everyone's coming from that one place. So that's true. And there's a bit of a misconception, I think, about tech that it's it's a bros world and it's a bunch of 23-year-old computer scientists. And that could not be farther from the truth. We have some brilliant 23-year-old computer scientists who are founders at Volta and will go on and continue to do great things. But we've got a range. We've got people who've founded and exited companies very, very experienced um, executives who are doing it again. And we've got people who have completely transitioned from one career to the next, are founding new companies. There really is something for everyone. And what I would like to, and I've had conversations about this, it's not just computer scientists and engineers that go on to found companies. I want people coming out of NSCC and the post-secondaries and high school or, or when they're looking at career transitions to see this as a viable option, whether as a founder or somebody who works in a company, this is a space that is not limited to people with an ultra-tech background. Are you ready to jump in and learn more? Stay tuned for the second half of the conversation and then visit www.businesseventshalifax.com to get the full story on why Halifax, Nova Scotia makes perfect sense for your next event. Just just walking through your hallways, I, I, I've learned that very quickly. Um, the people that I see looking back at me are not, you know, uh, just homogeneous. There, 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 there's so many different perspectives and so many different looks and ages and, and everything else. It's, it's absolutely spectacular that way. You know, and I think the same can be said about the results that come from Volta. When we look at some of the people who've taken up residence and have gone through your process and, uh, you know, availed themselves to, you know, of the programs that you have, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of those successes. Because there's, what I love about it is, it's not just one type of success, and it's not. These aren't small successes. These are companies that have gone on to really 
earn and owned a place on the national or global stage. And this is coming from a province of about a million people, little old Nova Scotia and little old Halifax. And and the sense of pride is is tremendous. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of those successes. For sure. So there's companies that have grown into global leaders and have stayed in Halifax, have grown to employ hundreds of people. There's Dash Hudson, Proposify. These are places I get emails all the time asking if I know somebody over there that I can introduce them to, you know, their kids coming out of school or they know somebody who wants a job there. And there's also companies that have grown and built themselves up and become acquired. That's also very, very exciting for a place like Halifax because it you need all of these pieces for a functioning ecosystem. It, it can't, it can't, Sometimes that just happens. So, for example, I, there's one company I can think of that wasn't looking to be acquired, was on a sales call, and then that evolved into an acquisition months later. There's also companies that have, I'm thinking of Wattpad specifically, recently acquired, is building a significant presence here in Halifax. And that's, that is a really important part of this growing innovation sector. They've got experience, they've got credibility, they're attracting talent here, which we need because it's, um, you know, all of us, it's not like 30 or 40 years ago where you take a job and you stay in the job. People want opportunities and they want to know there's something potentially around the corner. Retention's important, but it can't be just one company working in isolation. So seeing companies like Wattpad locate, I won't say relocate here because they've maintained their Ontario, but it's locate a significant team here, seeing the growth of more companies that leave Volta because they need a bigger space and staying connected to the community. And then those companies that do grow, keep a bit of a presence here after they're acquired. All of those pieces make us attractive to founders, new founders, or people wanting who have an idea and are trying to figure out where to launch it. Martha, you're absolutely right. You know, when I look at what's happening inside Volta and the success stories, they're absolutely huge. But I think we've also got something happening where the stars have kind of aligned. Just the other day, the Premier of Nova Scotia is talking and taking material steps to cut red tape and really position our province and a good part of that being Halifax to become that East Coast innovation or Canadian hub of innovation. And having all these pieces come together, having your stories, the stories of your residents, the stories of all the supporters, plus the province, I think what we've got here is we've got a perfect storm in a good way, where if, if somebody's looking for a place to come to learn or to showcase, I can't think of a better place right now. So I agree. The province and the city and the federal government have all been enormously supportive. And as you've said, the stars have aligned. There's a real recognition that this is the time to make these kinds of investments. We're seeing enough critical sort of volume of tech talent here where we can move the needle. We can see more growth, have more jobs, see more revenue coming into the companies. It also by attracting what's often sort of a, a you know younger families it builds a bit of a cultural base too and that's something that that then goes on to further attract people's friends want to move where their friend group is or you know there's a cool music scene here there's all kinds of things that are happening and now being 
not recognized for the first time, but I think recognized as a whole. So things, it used to be that one group of people would recognize that Halifax has a really cool music scene or art scene, or there's more to meet the, meets the eye when it comes to business. But people are recognizing that this, all of these things are working together. So it's in a way bringing, it, it's one larger community right. versus these isolated groups. I think you've hit it. You know, when I think back to when I was much younger than I am today, and I was a uh, a student at Dalhousie University. If you look at University Avenue alone, which is where, for those of you not familiar who are listening, that's where a good chunk of Dalhousie University's buildings now are, and a lot of their faculties are located. You know, I can remember kind of the starting where all of a sudden you saw the new computer science building go up in the late 90s, and then all of a sudden it started to attract significantly more students than it did before and significantly more world-renowned experts. And then you see the investments in things like Volta and in Bionova and in all these other groups, Cove. And it all, you can see that linear progression where the inertia has been overcome and we're pushing that ball and making that momentum greater and greater and greater. And, and that's just something where it's taken some time to get there. But I think you can say definitively, at least I will, I'm not wanting to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to say we're there. You know, the momentum has has started and there's more to be done. Yes. But we've started down that road and I think that the big thing for us to try to share as much as possible on things like this podcast is the fact that we punch well above our weight now. A hundred percent. We absolutely do. But I think that's going to start changing. People's expectations are going to be elevated, we're going to have to keep surprising people. I think Nova Scotia, the post-secondary scene here is incredible. The You mentioned attracting world-class researchers. I remember when the computer science building went up too, and now they're outgrowing it. What they've done in terms of attracting women to that program is pretty unprecedented. I think there's a recognition of what has to happen and enough discrete sectors recognize it and are coming together to actually push things forward. And I think before it was people sort of throwing their hands in the air. We saw some some successes happen sort of in isolation, but now there's enough happening behind it. There's a national effort on intellectual property that's really supporting not just the universities, but some of the startups that are in hardware across the board. It's in tech as well. So I think it is a very, very exciting time. And I think the stories that we'll see last year was pretty exciting, but I think this year, over the next 18 months, there's going to be more big wins. When we look at the next 18 months, I think one of the big things would be post-COVID. What's changed in your world? What's changed in the eyes of those founders at Volta in, in a post-COVID world? What are they doing to take advantage of all the opportunity that is now in front of us? So. During COVID, I was incredibly inspired to see how founders responded. I remember very early calls. We'd have calls during the first lockdown on Zoom and, and founders would show up and sort of share some of their challenges. And very quickly, many had responded in a way to, you know, they'd, they'd adapted to the market and adjusted their approach so that they were able to continue generating revenue and build their companies. Now the world's changed again. And they're taking advantage of the one-on-one -on -one support, guidance that we offer and um, others offer as well. What I find about founders at Volta and what makes so many of them successful is they want to listen and they want to learn. 
and it's that's true, I think, of successful founders across the board. There's, it's not unique to Volta, but we just need to make sure that those resources are available to them. But I'm noticing that office hours are getting booked up much more quickly. Our advisors are being sort of tapped off hours for quick conversations, but we're seeing that translate into actual results. So that's, and that's what makes a difference. Martha, I think you're absolutely right. You know, Volta has provided its residents and its founders with so many tools. But I think those tools might also be something that work very well for somebody who's just coming to Nova Scotia, either as a delegate or as a group looking to meet or somebody looking at you know doing investment here. I think Volta probably has a lot to offer there as well, whether it's introductions or, or getting a lay of the land. Maybe we can talk just a little bit about that. Absolutely. So somebody had referred to a small part of what we do is being a bit of a concierge service. So if somebody comes identifying who will be best for them to meet with, offering them a place to have those meetings, it's a pretty cool space downtown, central. There's also exciting things happening. So there's a very good energy in the space that I think you can feel regardless of what your meeting is. And then also it's a chance to if somebody's interested, learn a little bit about the companies that are growing at Volta, the tech that's happening, the kinds of investments, where the investments are coming from, all of that. Because I don't think people realize that these companies are in the market all over the world and they have investment from all over the world. This is not their local this is an impact to the local economy, but these are not local companies. This is high growth, high potential space, and it's incredibly exciting to watch it happen and be part of it. And when people come here for conferences, I think they may not fully understand what's happening in the region. And as much as we can profile that, I think it benefits Halifax as a city and its own growth, but also it supports the companies. And it lets people know that this is a place where they can tell people, if you want to found a company or if you want to go work in tech, Halifax is the place to do it. Martha, I think that that's exactly how I see this as well. This is something where it's a great place for that intro, but it's also, I think, a great place for, I'm going to call it a field trip. When I think about the conferences that you know my colleague Jeff Turner has had to Halifax over the years, organizers don't think twice about heading out of town to Michelin or going into the valley to learn about agritech, things like that. But you know, Volta is right there. It's I'm going to call it three blocks from the convention center, and you've got this wealth of innovation, and you've got you know that that interesting mix of young, unbridled energy. Uh, you've got the expertise. You've got everything else right there. If, if you're in town and you're doing a conference and it happens to be in this area, like to come around the corner and see Volta. I absolutely, absolutely agree. Come in, have a small event in our event space or big event when we can do those or just come learn about the company. So I think about conferences I've been on and, you know, you do tours of, of, I went to a glass factory once or, you know, some. this is far more compelling from my perspective. It's also unexpected. I wish it would stop being so unexpected, but we just need to keep pushing it because people come, they're impressed. They say they didn't know, but at some point people should start to say, oh, I want to, I want to see that cool spot that I heard about. I want to learn more about that company that, that is doing X or Y. 
We're a resource for um, whatever stage company, if you're interested in tech, we've either got a program or we can connect you with a program. Um, we want to build, we are building, we, we don't want to, we are building capacity in this area. Um, we're building talent pipeline. We are not doing any of this in isolation. Our partners are critical to the success of the founders and um, and the talent pool that we're building to uh, to staff those companies and, and to support the success of those companies. So. Martha, thank you so much for your time today with us. I, like you, hope that Halifax, Volta, and Nova Scotia are less of a mystery to those around the world than it was just a few minutes ago when we started this conversation. Thank you again for your time. And, thank uh, you. This, this has been fantastic. Uh, so great to have this conversation. And I think there's a growing number of us who share this view and what I've seen in Halifax over the last 10 years and the the pace of growth is incredibly exciting. And just what I expect to see over the next two years, I think will be transformational. So Excellent. Uh, with that said, if anyone is looking to learn more about Volta, we'll be sure to drop all the contact information and website right into the description of this podcast. And until next time, I'm your host, Paul Bailey. Halifax, Nova Scotia is ready to host you. Whatever you're gathering for, from wherever in the world you are, you'll feel right at home here. Halifax is home to a diverse collection of memorable places to meet and stay. Plus, we have all the collaborators to help your event go off without a hitch. And when it comes to nailing down the details, consider Discover Halifax, your partner in planning. Visit www.businesseventshalifax.com to learn more, take virtual tours, and meet Team Halifax. Halifax.